scary girl. Hey, everybody. Hi. How's it going? <laughs> I'm She's <laughs> Stephanie. <laughs> She's Sarah. But also, that's Mary Angela. Yay. Hello. Thanks Yay. For having me. Back, 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 back again. <laughs> and we're all here to welcome you to Dead Time Stories. Welcome, y'all, and welcome back, Mary Angela. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This is the episode I've wanted to do since the beginning. I'm so excited. To it only here. took... How many episodes have you been on now? Where's her punch card? How many punches this does she this have? Is this number three? three? No. Is this three or no, is this three four? three was Christmas. This is four. Oh, yeah. I was like... Four. Yeah. Four. Yeah. Wow. Do I get a jacket? Am I in the four-timers club? Ooh, have we made she's a jacket our, She's our Steve Martin and our Alec Baldwin. Oh, yeah. Aw. You uh, always have an open slot on Dead Time Stories. I want a jacket. <laughs> we need to make we a jacket. We don't even have a jacket. <laughs> Can I get a jacket? I've hosted over 40 episodes of Dead Time Stories. It's true. I edit ev- over you 40 episodes you of win, Dead Time Stories. Um, so welcome to the show, you guys. If you're new to the show, Mary Angela is a frequent guest. Uh, Sarah and I, and I'm Stephanie, are the ones that host this show every week. Um, but every now and then we have a guest, and Mary Angela is a friend of the show and our most frequent guest, as, as you've heard, her fourth time here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're very excited to have her back, as yeah. always. We love having Mary Angela on. We do. We see her anyway, because we record in her house. It's her house. She lives here. <laughs> so it helps. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for being on. Do you... Um, I have one tiny thing that I want to talk about before we get started, though. Go for it. That just popped in. Um... It's not a pooper intendant update, but you'll both get a kick out of this because it's a different kind of, it's a different pooper story and it has to do with a theater pooper. What? A theater pooper. So I, mm -hmm, a disgruntled person auditioning. So I actually saw this on Reddit earlier this week and just laughed and giggled and like moved on with my life. And then Zach emailed the link to me again and was like, whoa, 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 have you seen this? And so I decided, you know what? I'm going to talk about it because I think it's fucking hilarious. So all of this took place through a forum on Backstage.com, which you guys both know what Backstage is, but Backstage.com is an online uh, job posting website for theater professionals. It's all auditions. It's all auditions, things like that. But the thing is, is you have to pay for a subscription to Backstage. If you want to be able to view auditions and apply to auditions, you have to pay a yearly fee of like... $130 $130 a year or something like that. You've got to pay a subscription. Which, to be clear, is not to be confused with Backpage.com, Correct. which is often used for prostitutes. Good to know. Backstage is sometimes also used for <laughs> sex stuff. Sure. Yeah, but anyways. But it's not Backpage, which people know as a sex uh, soliciting website, but... Correct. This is Backstage.com. So on Backstage.com, the original post happened on March the 1st, so just a little while ago. And um, it says... I'm sorry. I hate to ask you this. Do you hear Mary Angela through your microphone? Yeah. Through your headphones? Yeah. Because she doesn't have little wiggly bars. All right, so back to our pooper on backstage. Yes. Backstage to the pooper. Um, so this is posted in a forum, and it's in a audition update forum, and the tagline is just, the mystery pooper. And it says, I gotta know, and I gotta know now. Who is pooping in Pearl Studios and getting away with it? It's impressive and awful, just when I thought this audition season couldn't get any worse. 
That's the original post. Then a few people mentioned, apparently it happened when it was at the Magic Mike equity call. This person said, I was at Pearl when it happened. It was at the Magic Mike equity call. Someone just shat on the floor in the holding room. (laughs) Oh, my God. So a few posts down, people are like, maybe it was a dog. Maybe when someone brought in their service dog and the service dog pooped. And then you go down and someone by the name of Jerry posted at 1239 in the morning and said, it was me. I did it. I'm the pooper. I was cut at 11 a.m. I was upset. I was very upset. To say I was furious would be an understatement. I then went to the Taco Bell cantina next door and had myself a couple of frozen margs and extra, extra large burritos. After a couple of hours of letting my rage and the margs cyclone and fester in my body, I decided to go up to Pearl and give that room a piece of my mind. In parentheses, ass. (laughs) I, Jerry pooped in the holding room thank you for your time you will never see me in a holding room ever again (laughs) i quit musical theater good luck catching me nerds (laughs) that's amazing that is amazing i and jerry pooped in the holding room xoxo jerry wow that's so Jerry's our new pooper. I hope, that's, I hope Jerry's real. I hope that that's a real post and I hope Jerry is really the one who did it and right, was like, like not somebody who's like, this will be really funny. I was real upset. I went and shit on the floor and I, now I quit music theater. <laughs> I quit musical theater. That's how much I fucking hated this experience. And I deleted my backstage.com account. And I made a backpage.com account for people who want me to come shit on them. <laughs> people who want to cut me early and have me come poop on you. Who yeah. does poop that, on your floor. Jerry. Jerry. Jerry doesn't. I, I, I mean, I've been to a, lot, mean, of, a, to, a you, lot of auditions that I hated and was super angry about, but I never once was like, I think I'm going to go eat a bunch of food and poop on the floor. To be fair, like, he'll never do it again because he's done with music theater. Yeah, yeah, theater. Yeah, good off. luck catching him. Thank God. Nerds. <laughs> Nerds. <laughs> okay. I love it. <laughs> So, Speaking of theater, do you guys have anything coming up? <laughs> we have improv night. Yeah, improv night. All of us have improv night. All of us are doing improv night. Yes. Come and laugh uh, at us. really for you to answer, yes. We're, we're all going to play uh, improv night, March 30th, Saturday at Allen's Lane. It's $15 a ticket or two for 25 Bring a friend. Here in Philadelphia. Um, here in Philadelphia. It's going to be great. It's a fundraiser for the theater, which is awesome. And also, it's just going to be a lot of fun and I'm going to play for once. I'm not going to be the host. I'm going to perform, which what? is something I haven't done in a very long time. So, so if you like Mary Angela's soothing voice, come see her in action on stage. Yes. March 30th. And um, we will be there as well. I mean, yeah, we'll be there too making poop jokes. <laughs> we will. I plan on shitting on that stage. You will. Just like Jerry. Just like Jerry. Um, I, of course, have my one woman show coming up still. That is on August 5th. Uh, and that's April. Uh, April 5th. Oh my God. Did I say August? You said, said August. August. I did. Sorry. And I was also like poking my eyeballs like August um, that's why I came out no I'm April. doing my one woman show it is April 5th it is only a few weeks away not months away that's bad sex and other problematic analogies at the Rotunda in West Philadelphia and you can get tickets for that at badsex.bpt.me or badsex.brownpapertickets.com that's where it's going to forward you to um, and when this podcast goes up it'll only be on sale still for two more days but it's currently on sale uh, tickets are $6 that's which a fucking is like steal. what? that's hella cheap mm-hmm. uh, after that they go up to 15 which is still hella cheap yeah um, but yeah come see my one woman show you guys um, looking forward to it I bought my tickets already I mean, we will yeah, yeah. we're going yeah. 
yeah, they're going to be there. Yeah. Are you going to be there? Philly. Hello. I think Colleen is Colleen's going to be there. Gonna be there. She Hi, said Colleen. she got tickets. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be fun. Yay. So, yeah. I was going to hold plugs for the end, but we were talking about theater, and I was like, no. Let's just do it now. Let's get it done. All right. Mary Angela, Sarah, y'all ready ready to talk talk about some ghosts? Um, Okay. So, hey, uh, I wanted to do this episode, as I mentioned, for like ever. I wanted to talk about uh, West Virginia. Have y'all ever been to West Virginia? I've been th- like through West Virginia. Was your I can't even remember your wedding wasn't in it's West definitely Virginia, not right? West Virginia. It was in Virginia. Virginia. <laughs> it was in Virginia. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I've been to Virginia, but not I've been West through Virginia. a part of West Virginia driving somewhere else. Oh, but yeah, sure. That yeah. So West Virginia is definitely a separate state, and West Virginians get real sensitive oh, when sure you're like, do. "Are you from Western Virginia?" No, I'm from West Virginia. Oh, all right. I myself had never been to West Virginia until I moved to West Virginia for college, completely sight unseen. Literally, my first experience with West Virginia was being dropped off at college. Probably a huge mistake. <laughs> like, I'm going to say this right now. I've moved a few places blind in my life. This was the first one. I clearly didn't learn any lessons because I continued to move places <laughs> blind after that and just been like, it's okay. What's the worst that can happen? Um, I knew nothing about the state at all, but a man was going to give me college for free. And when somebody gives you college for free, you're like, cool, where's that college? And they're like, it's in the middle of West Virginia. And you're like, that's cool. I don't know anything about West Virginia. So I should have been clued in when my choral teacher, the one who knew the man who gave me free college, said, before you go to college, maybe we should go to lunch and I should sort of like prepare you for the culture shock that's going to be what's going to happen to you when you move from the D.C. metropolitan area to the belly of West Virginia for college. And I was like, okay, but I didn't really, I didn't do it. Like, I didn't meet up with her. I did not do it because I was busy and, you know, you graduate and you're a kid and a teacher and you're like, whatever, lady. Um, so, yeah, I went to school in a town called Montgomery, West Virginia, which is in the heart of the mountains, about 35 miles southeast of Charleston, West Virginia, which is the capital. It follows a little windy river. There are literally mountains you could throw a rock from mountain on one side to the mountain on the other. And then this town is like in the middle and it's just like entrenched um, in like nothing much. The next town over, true story, called Smithers. That was the next right. town over. Smithers. Smithers. Um, the next town on the other side was called Pratt. So uh, Montgomery is surrounded by Pratt and Smithers. Um, and it's just a little town. So... Um, College was college, so that seemed fairly normal. And as long as I was on the campus, everything seemed like okay. I didn't really know much about it. I also didn't really leave my dorm or the bubble of college beyond like going to my classes and stuff. And so that lasted for like a whole semester. But that makes for a very lonely experience in school. So the second semester, I started to meet people because, of course, I started doing theater. And when you do theater, you meet people. And the big claim to fame of the school I went to was that most people didn't live there on campus. Most people either lived nearby and off-campus housing or more likely in their homes where they grew up in the towns and hollers surrounding this college, and they would all just come to school and then go back home. So as I started to get to know people who were from the area, they were all like, oh, well, you need to see this. We need to take you here to do this, and you need to check this out. And I'm all like, oh, okay. And so I started getting out into the state compound with that that I was in a choir so I got to perform all over the state and do all this like different stuff that took me further and deeper into the state and every time I go someplace different there was always something 
like a little crazy or a little weird or a little like whatever that, you know, I would hear about or see or experience. Now, before I start telling you like all of the stories, I just want to point out that I Googled like, like weird West Virginia and I came up. This is six pages. I was like, that looks like a huge document. What is this, your thesis? This is six pages of towns in West Virginia with weird shit in it. Like, just weird stuff. Now, some of the things are, like, genuinely spooky and weird. Some of the things are bizarre, like the pink elephant, which is this giant pink plaster elephant that just sits in front of someone's house that people will, like, drive by to, to be like, cool, did you see the pink elephant? There is a giant white teddy bear that sits on the side of a mountain nobody knows who built it or why it's there but people like take pictures of it and they stop and they're like oh this big giant teddy bear on the side of this mountain it's like who did this sounds like someone had a childhood toy thing west virginia right you can find the world's largest teapot in west virginia so you had a giant baby who lived there first and left their toys (laughs) around and then people built houses around that um there are some like really neat like Funky things in West Virginia. For example, um, you can find the place where they call it Hank Williams' last stop because basically he was driving through the state and his driver stopped there to go to the bathroom and the driver came back from the bathroom. They found him dead in the back seat. So they're like, this is Hank Williams' last stop because he died right there. And it's, it's, it's on the sign and people are like, they'll go eat there. It's a diner. People freaking love it. And they're like, he died right in that parking right lot. Right here in this parking lot. The um, theater where we did Hedwig in New York is where Joan Rivers did her last performance. And there's this little hallway that like leads to an exit door. But that's where she would wait to like come on stage. And it's there's a little sign over it that says Joan Rivers Alley. But that was like her last spot before she died. And I, that was <laughs> where I did my quick change was in Joan Rivers Alley. <laughs> Nice. You're like, hi, Joan. Nice. But I'm like, it's like Hank Williams' last, last stop. Last stop, yeah. People love that stuff. I don't know Yeah, why. they died there. Um, you all know Bat Boy, right? You've seen him on the yes. tabloids, yes. right? He's from West Virginia. Of course he is. Um, He's real? I mean, that's... I thought it was a Photoshopped thing. No, they think, I mean, the story is they that the guy found him in 1992 in a cave in Lewisburg, West Virginia, and that's where Bat Boy came from. And so now Lewisburg, of course, like, hypes all of that up. Um, there's a couple really cool old haunted buildings that you can take tours of. I personally never been to either one of them, but they both exist in West Virginia. One is the West Virginia Penitentiary. Mm. It is huge. It's one of the largest penitentiaries in the country that's still standing. And of course you can do ghost tours and overnight tours and all that stuff. It is not in operation. It closed in like 1996. Um, built for 250 people in its heyday, housed 2,000 people. Of course. People. We love to pack them <laughs> into prisons say, like yeah. sardines. Yep. We love it. Yeah. It's um, our favorite thing to do. Looks like a big castle, very reminiscent of Eastern State Penitentiary, like when you look at the grounds. Um, another one is the Trans-Allegheny, um, uh, I'm going to mispronounce it. It's like uh, the Trans-Allegheny that shit Insane is Asylum super haunted. Or something like that. Yeah. Trans-Allegheny Insane Asylum. Yeah, yeah Insane that Asylum. shit's super that's haunted. That's on my list. Um, yeah, I've never been there either, but that's there. Um, because why not build that there? Um, the Greenbrier is there, which I will talk about what that is. That's in West Sulphur Springs. Um, of course there's Mothman, like all kinds of funky things, but there's also like some, a lot of real weird, like lawn stuff. Like this is the home of the Paul Bunyan statue, the babe and Paul Bunyan statue. Like anytime you've seen, like if you Google Paul Bunyan right now, that you're going to get a picture of this statue that exists in West Virginia. 
Why? I'm not sure. <laughs> but like, there it is, Paul Bunyan in this statue. So um, I spent a lot of time kind of going around and seeing nifty things that my friends took me to. But the first place that everyone said from the moment they started saying you need to get out and see more things that you should go to was the mystery hole. Sorry. And... I'm so sorry. <laughs> Give me a second. I feel like you've mentioned this before and we made all sorts of jokes about I know. your mom's no, mystery we have. hole yeah, and we putting have. things in the mystery hole. It's, and it's a title of an episode. Mom's mystery hole. It's the title of the episode. It's uh, something something in the mystery hole, right? Yeah. Didn't I title an episode that? It's still funny. It's Do you true. know who has a mystery hole? Jerry. And he <laughs> used it in that holding room. It was it was his butthole. It wasn't a mystery hole. It was there a mystery was no mystery. To, I know what hole it was. It was a mystery to the rest of us until he showed himself. Yeah. And then he was arrested. <laughs> nah, good luck catching him, nerds. nerds. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to finally tell you what exactly happened to the mystery hole. Please now, do. This is a What's big, in the mystery She's going to solve the mystery. This is a big deal because the mystery hole, like, they're like, don't, they won't eat in with a camera. They won't eat in with, like, anything. They're, like, really secretive about it because they want everybody to go in and experience it. And so I'm sorry. Spoilers. If you're planning on traveling to the mystery hole, I'm about to tell Skip you Skip it for the next right. 30 seconds. I was like, right. you don't want to know what happens in the mystery hole. But on the side of a mountain in the middle of West Virginia is a place called the Mystery Hole. And it looks like it's a, um, what do you call this? Oh, it's, a, it's one of those buildings, like those military buildings. It's like metal and it's like round and it has a name. I forget what they call them. They call them, they have a funky name. Quonset Hut. It's a Quonset oh, Hut. Oh, okay. Like little Quonset. But it's like all graffitied up and like hippied out with like all these like crazy flower power stuff and painted over it. There is a Volkswagen bug driven into the side of it like half stuck in the side of it. It is also painted all over. So is there a TGI Fridays in there too? Because I feel like you're describing that aesthetic. <laughs> right? Well, it's, it's who knows? Um, it was put together. It was discovered in 1970. It opened in 1972. Um, there's a giant plaster gorilla on the top of it. You can see it from like the, any side of the mountain. Like it's up there, like visible. Um, there's flags all over it. It's all kind of crazy. And all the sign says is see the unbelievable mystery hole. <laughs> so you're like, okay. So I pull up and I'm like, what in the world is this? And none of my friends will tell me what it is. Now, this owner that I met was the original owner and he has since died and somebody else bought it out and took, took it over like 20 years took ago. Took over the mystery hole. Right. But I am promise you this man who came out to greet me was straight out of Twin Peaks. Little dude with like a blue freaking cowboy shirt on with like stars on the shoulder and like a tie and it's like and this crazy comb over. And as he's walking toward me, I'm just looking at my friends like y'all seen Twin Peaks, right? Like, like you know, yeah, like we're what the is about to happen to me? Like, this is very strange. And he comes out and he has a really thick southern accent. I can hardly understand him. And I'm like, cool, cool dude. Like, hey, all right, let's go into the mystery hall. And he talks about how you can't take pictures and you can't write stories about what happens to you in there. And you can't like all this stuff. And I'm like, what is happening in the mystery hall? And my friends are like, trust me, you'll love it, you'll love it. And so they take us in there. And we go in. Now to get in, you have to walk past the gift shop, which basically looks like a hoarder's basement. It's like a giant basement full of like just... Stuff that you would never really want to buy, but it's all there. And so you zigzag through it and you go into this room. When you walk into the room, it looks like a normal room. There's like a chair on the wall. I mean, like a bench up against the wall. I'm kind of like what we're sitting on right here, Stephanie. And 
There are like some some other things like hanging like you know those things that like hang in kids' rooms, mobiles that like are yeah. on springs. There's a bunch of those, and there's like one of these little things on the wall where you can roll a ball down it. And all it's right. all like really great. And so I'm like, okay. And the guys like have a seat in the chair by the wall, and we're like, okay. So we all sit on the bench, and some others like stand up. And then he's like, all right, one second, and he walks over to like the side of the room, and then you hear him pull a lever. And I'm like, is he locking the doors? Like, are we going to get stuck in here? Like, what the hell is happening? And he pulls the lever. And the minute he pulls the lever, my stomach drops. Like, I feel my stomach drop. And so I'm like, are we being, like, like plummeted to our deaths? Like, what, what is going on? Like, uh, this is weird. And so then the guy starts laughing. And he goes, so, you guys over there in that chair, or on the bench, stand up. I'm like, okay. Because nothing is, like, it looks just like yeah. it's fine. And I go to stand up. And I can't stand up. I can't stand up. And I'm like, what the um, fuck? Why can't I stand up? And I grab the railing and I'm trying to pull myself up and I can't stand up. And he's like, I'll, he's like, don't worry. He's like, when we're done here, you'll be able to stand up. And now I'm freaked out because I'm like, I have a pit in my stomach and I'm stuck and I can't stand up. Like, what the hell is happening to me right now? It's a fucking mystery. Right. So then he walks over and he touches the ball that is at the bottom of the little thing that, you know, rolled down the wall and he picks it up. And he just moves it, like, up to the next rung so that you would think it would just roll back down. And instead, it rolls up. What the fuck? And I'm like, what? What did he mess with? And then he walks over to the, the mobiles that are hanging. And you should be able to push a mobile. And it should, like, swing in a certain direction. And he pushes it. And instead of kind of rotating the way it would by the way this room looks like gravity should happen, it's going, like, completely against gravity and just, like, flying kind of all over the place. He's still laughing, and he's like, now watch this. And he takes this chair, and there's a ladder on the far wall, just like a ladder up the wall. And he puts the back two legs on the on the ladder, and they're just sitting up there. And he climbs up on the <gasps> step stool next to it, and he's like, I'm going to sit on this chair. <gasps> and we're like, don't You're do gonna that. You're going to die. Like, that's stupid. You will fall, you will fall to your death. And he gets up, and he sits on the chair, and he's just there. He doesn't fall. He doesn't anything. And I'm sitting there like, I'm stuck in this chair. I just watched a ball roll over the wall. This thing is all like, I don't know what is happening. And then he's like, all right. And then he takes the chair down and he goes back over and he pulls a little lever. And then he's like, get up. And now all of a sudden I can get up. Like the pit, my stomach's gone and I can get up. And it's really freaking crazy. And I'm like, what just happened? And I know that it's some kind of like, gravitational vortex in that space that has to do with the room. So I think when he pulled the lever, somehow he tilted the room or tilted the axis of the room. And we didn't notice it because of like where we were and the things built in the room. So then that made gravity work against us. Like I couldn't get up because all of a sudden I'm in a tilted position or the same thing with the chair on the wall. I'm not really sure the science of it. I am not a science person. All I know is that it was the weirdest freaking thing that I had ever seen. And I'm like, who A figured this out? Right? Like, how did you come across this where you're like, oh, cool, now I can't get up. Right. This would be a this fun thing. Let's crazy. call it a mystery hole. Right. Um, I do know that the people standing up, the people who hadn't sat down, that were still left standing up, they were able to, like, lean back and like at a complete angle without falling over. Like it was pretty crazy. And they were like, whoa. And they were like, kind of move around. I kind of wish I had been standing up quite honestly. Um, I did go back one other time. I went back with my mom and my brother and sister. That's the picture I'll send you guys is the three of us standing outside the mystery hole. Um, 
but my mom wouldn't go in. My mom was so put off by the guy and the whole hoarder's path to get down there that she was convinced we were going to be gassed and killed. And so she didn't want to go in. Oh she God. was like, mystery hole. How about mystery? No, thank yeah. you. She was, she was like, nope, I'm not She's going like, in. I don't need it to be a mystery of how I died in a cave. Nope. Right. Yeah, so she was like, no, that's, that's not happening. I'm not going in there. So my, my mom never went into the mystery hole. But that's the mystery hole. It's in Anstead, West Virginia. It is open today. I suggest if you're ever driving through Route 63 instead, you should check it out. It is a weird, weird place. Um, next to it, which doesn't exist anymore, was a place called the Snake Pit, which is where all the snakes... She put the snakes in your mystery hole? Well, that would shut it down real fast. <laughs> real fast. It's actually where the snakes for the snake handling churches were bred. Um, so if you had a snake handling church or if you had, you know, any kind of event that needed snakes, you got them from the snake pit. Um, and I did have a snake handling church experience while I was in West Virginia. I was singing, of course, uh, at a church service. And they were just like, cool party. We love God. Here's some snakes. Yep. It's a whole All part right. of the, it's a whole part of the service. And they basically pull out a trunk. And I just remember the choir were in a little loft and my new loft. I don't mean like up above. We're on the same floor yeah. as said snakes. We're just like up and huh. kind of over. Um, and yeah, and I just remember standing there and looking at my friend who was from not this church, but another church that snake handled. And he was just like, it's okay. Like they're going to slither around. People are going to pick them up. They're going to like dance with them. They're going to put them back in the box while they chant babble. And they've trained these snakes to be like, it's cool. Humans are weird. Just like be chill, bro. No, they're pretty agitated snakes and they're never the same snakes. The idea is... Do they snake, bite people? Yes. And if you, get bitten, if you get bitten, you're a sinner, and you're supposed to be bitten. Oh. And if you don't get bitten, then you are, you know, then you're not a sinner, and God has God's, has intervened and protected you from said deadly snake. And that's why the snake pit existed, was to sort of recycle and bring out these different kinds of snakes. And they were poisonous snakes. Like it It's was, along the same lines as, like, well, if she drowns, she wasn't a witch in the first place, and too bad... <laughs> If she doesn't drown, she's a witch and we're going to burn her. But so I, you picked up this snake and it bit you. So you're a fucking sinner. And you were supposed you to. You probably shouldn't have picked up the snake. A a snake bite because you're a sinner. I can't. And that's the devil's animal. I can't handle this. It's, it's pretty messed up. I've never been so scared in my life. And I basically told the director after that that I was like, I want to know when we're going into a snake handling church. Like, I was not okay with it. I'm like, I'm a Catholic. Like, nope. we have some crazy stuff in the Catholic church. But, like, nothing like this. And I don't want to go there if this is what's going to happen. Like, I just felt really caught off guard and, like, feared for my life for a second. And, again, he was right. My friend was right. They just all sort of swarmed in, picked up the snakes, started touching them, babbling. Like, I honestly don't know what Speaking they were saying. Speaking in tongues. So, yeah. Yes. Like, all this stuff. And, like, and then, you know, they would then carry the snakes over and put them all back in the box. And to my knowledge, no one got bit. And the snakes were like, time. this is weird. Right. <laughs> like, I don't know. That was it, was, it was pretty crazy. But what I do know is the snake pit doesn't exist anymore. So I don't know if it like closed down or if it moved or like what exactly happened. But I well, know it's that, just not on the book. Yeah, the like, snakes took over. Yeah. The snakes were it. sick of this shit. They unionized and they <laughs> took over. They're like, we're tired of people picking us up. And then if we bite them, they get mad. If we don't bite them, they get mad. Like, I don't really know what they want from us. I don't like that. I had a roommate who did the snake birthday shows and she had a pet snake, but she would come in on her lunch break from working with big Tupperware containers of snakes and just set them in the living room while she had lunch on her lunch break and then go take it back out to her car and go to the next party. And I remember sitting there being like, you're bringing in these big storage containers of snakes right now. I don't like it. And she said one time she was driving and the big, they had like an albino 
anaconda who wasn't venomous, like wasn't going to kill, wasn't malicious, but apparently it got out of its box while she was driving and went up and like ended up underneath her feet on the driver's side. And she was like, ooh, what are you doing, buddy? You need to be back in your box. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my God, you're bringing him in the house. Hell with that. Nope. Super nope. Anyways, so um, yeah, that was the snake pit. Uh, You go up the road a little bit on Route 60 and you get to Hawk's Nest, which is a great, great view of the New River Valley um, and where the um, New River Dam makes the dries, what we call the dries, because it, um, anyway, it's a thing, turns it into low, shallow water. Uh, And there's a place there called Hawk's Nest. It is a gorgeous view. Like, it's honestly, you can like hang out up there and like, you know, with your friends and chill and it's really beautiful. And it took me going up there maybe three or four times before I noticed the Lover's Leap marker. I had never seen it before. You say Lover's Leap? Uh-huh. And there's, so there's a marker. It's an actual historical marker. And it's up there. And it talks about that this particular spot, this particular part of Hawk's Nest, is called Lover's Leap. And the legend has it that it basically was um, uh, a settler who fell in love with a Native American woman who then it was, like, forbidden, I think, by her tribe. And so then they decided it would be better to jump to their deaths than live apart. And that started this trend of this is where people go for whatever reason. If your families forbid your marriage, if you can't be together, if you're, you know, star-crossed lovers, you're going to go up here and you're going to leap to your death. Um, Which is, I guess, kind of romantic. Uh, But apparently enough of them actually happened that they were like, we're going to mark this. This is a thing. That happened to like um, make it easier for people just, to find. Just to be, just to be or... like, this is this is a place where a lot of this has gone on. They also think that it might have been like kind of a a curse that was sort of put on the area, and so mm-hmm. that's why so many like you know because it's sort of like what there's there's plenty of mountains in West Virginia. You can jump off of pretty much everywhere. Like it's not, it's not like you have to travel up here for this, but apparently this is the spot. And the marker, I thought it was pretty cool because I found a picture of it when I was looking through all my research, but now I probably, that might've been the one that didn't print out because there were a couple that I couldn't get to um, print out, but I thought it was, so yeah, beautiful beautiful panorama of West Virginia, Pennsylvania, and Maryland. So you can see all three states from Hawk's Nest. It overlooks the Chesapeake and Ohio Canal, which was started by George Washington and Associates in order to improve communication with the West. But, but the it's title also for of people to the, kill right, the title of that marker says "Lovers Leap," <laughs> so you're like, okay, or like I don't. Anyway, I just thought that was really funny. It was a thing. I was like, all right. Um, nearby there is actually where um, one of the largest industrial disasters ever happened. Damn. Um, it's the Hawks Nest Tunnel disaster. And basically, it was um, from 1930 to 1935. They considered the the disaster actually lasted five years because people continued to die. Oh my god! For five years, um, it's not super recorded as to the actual the the definitive number of people who died because of this, but it's somewhere in the vicinity of 500 <gasps> to 2,000. They just don't know over five it, years. Over five Holy years. Holy shit! Because. <laughs> In the 30s, apparently, um, we'll wear masks in a coal mine, but if you're not going down deep enough for coal, people just thought you didn't need to worry about. You're good. You didn't need to worry about protecting your lungs or protecting yourself in any way. You could just do what you had to do. Uh, And so, yeah, what happens is it says it basically they were constructing a tunnel that was going to go through the mountain right there. And um, they dug into a resource of silica. So... 
the kind of mineral that you use for like silicone and all that. It's like fun it's stuff. the gel packets in your new purse that you're not supposed to eat. Eat, yeah, right, pretty much. <laughs> um, and so, of course, they created all this dust. Um, these things kicked up, and they weren't protected. Mind you, the people who came in to inspect the tunnel and make sure that the stuff was, you know, that the tunnel was progressing on time. They're all wearing masks. They're all protecting themselves. Of course they but, are. Yeah, but not the people who were in there. So, yeah, people started dying um, as quickly as a month and as long as five years. People who had just, like, crept up on. So it was Jeez. really crazy. Um, and they there is a marker there that does indicate that it is the largest industrial disaster in American history. Wow. And that's a you know, lot people, people don't talk about it or they're just like, because you think Hawks Nest Tunnel disaster, you think like, did the tunnel collapse? Yeah. Was it like, you know, something crazy? No. Just nope, infected nope, just people. People being bananas. That's, um, that's like the, uh, what do they call them? The radioactive girls, the women who would yes. paint the glow numbers on the dials and all started dying and from poison and lick yeah, it. Yeah, lick the, the brush or whatever. And then, yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always, it's always after the fact, right? Damn. All right, so now we wiggle around the mountain and we kind of come up and down the other side and you whoops, start heading toward a place called White Sulphur Springs. So do you all know what the Greenbrier is, what is, happen- is happening in White Sulphur Springs? They don't teach it in history so much anymore, which is disappointing because um, I think it's pretty darn cool. So the Greenbrier uh, hosts, it's a, an amazing resort, right? There's like, golf tournaments and like all kinds of things in the Greenbrier. But really what it is, is it is the first vacation home of the president. So back when the very first president decided he wanted to have like a place to go that was like protected mm-hmm. and away from like things, the Greenbrier was it. It's his Mar-a-Lago. Pretty much. The original, like when presidents were like, we're going to go take a vacation and we're going to go to the Greenbrier. But even cooler than that is that it's actually a congressional bunker underneath. So in the event of nuclear war. Or a zombie attack. uh, Right. um, That the entire cabinet, House and Senate, can go into this bunker and be preserved. So all three branches of our government can, can, there's room for them in this bunker, including the president, to protect them as a unit to then Mm. let whatever else is happening. Um, the theory is that it's far underground, so we're protected from fallout. Um, it's uh, you know hidden, so people don't know where it is, which is unfortunate because people do know where it is now. Yeah. But the theory is still that even if bombed, it's so far underground that like it's supposed to be all protected. There's a lot of conspiracy theory business that surrounds it because people don't know fully. No one's ever seen pictures of what's in there. Everybody just knows the Amtrak tour, which will take you right through the belly of West Virginia and talks about all kinds of coal mining stuff. When it stops at White Sulphur Springs, we'll talk all about the Greenbrier in the bunker. And I'm like, that's cool. Yeah, secret <laughs> But I anymore. was like, but it's all like, I mean, I just don't know kind of what's true, what isn't. What is interesting about the actual town of Greenbrier um, is the Greenbrier ghost. And this is something where um, somebody had told me this story before I actually went there and like saw the marker myself and like went to the little sleepy town that it is. But basically the Greenbrier ghost is the first ghost ever to, I guess, what do they call it? Like convict someone, basically a ghost. (gasps) Yes. I was like, you've heard this. I know her story. Yep. Right. So it was Eva Zona Hester Shue. Yep. And she was found dead in 1897. And everyone was like, it was two things. This is what I find. It was really interesting. They basically claimed her cause of death was everlasting faint. 
first of all. That's what it said. So I'm sorry she died of everlasting faint. Just like Snow White. Right. Um, and then it was childbirth. <laughs> and it was like, okay. But it's be- I was like, right. you tell the story. I was like, um, but apparently three days after her death, she, her ghost, her ghost visited her mother and was like, Hey ma, no, this is not what happened. My husband's crazy. And he totally choked me out <laughs> and you need to exhume my body not and consent. figure this out and yeah. arrest this man. And so she exhumed the body and they figured it out and she arrested sure enough, him and he was convicted. It was true. For- Yep. choking around. Well, yeah. because apparently when he when she was found dead, he was pretending to be so distraught that he he immediately like dressed her body in a turtleneck sweater, like something high up on the collar and would not let them examine her body because he was just so upset that he'd lost his precious oh, wife. Right. <laughs> so they couldn't examine, so they were like it must have been she must have just passed out or maybe she was given birth. Her ghost was like, "Mom." And her her dig ghost was like, it "Mom, up. no, he killed <laughs> me, mom." Ask for the receipt. Yes, it is true. Yeah, because he was an asshole, and he was just like, "Oh my god, she's gone!" And her mom was like, "This feels weird." And then she was like, "Yo, ma, <laughs> listen up. I need your help." Yeah, I thought that was really yeah. super cool, um, and it's pretty neat. And what I find really interesting is the article that I found, kind of reminding me of all that when I was looking it up, talked about how the marker was probably made at the West Virginia Penitentiary. <laughs> I was like, Ooh. and they were like, there's a marker there. There's, there's 2,000 people right. there. They <laughs> had right. to put them to work. Somebody made it. Doing um, the jobs of 200. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, in Parkersburg, which is now if you're going up toward Wheeling and up on that side that like sort of is up against Ohio over there, which I consider, there's a few parts of West Virginia that I consider like the weird part of West Virginia and like mm. a little bit more normal. I consider that going up there by Ohio like fairly normal oh, okay. country. Um and in Parkersburg, there is a statue they call the Weeping Woman. It's at a cemetery there. And I've actually seen the statue. Um, we were on a concert tour of high schools. Were there snakes there? There were not. Okay. It, was, it was a high school. Okay. So was, I mean, there were, but she didn't see right, it. I didn't yeah. see the snakes. Um, she wasn't a sinner. She didn't get bit. But ironically, the person who was kind of planning our tour was like, we'll be going by where the Weeping Woman is. Do we all want to stop? And half of the college kids on this tour were like, yeah, let's go to the Weeping Woman. I'm like, what half is the Weeping Woman? Half of them were like, we'll we just like, finish our fucking ride. Right. And I was like, what is, what is the Get Weeping Woman? I'd so like to stop at McDonald's. So it was a cemetery, which actually the cemetery was kind of cool in the sense that um, a lot of Stonewall Jackson's uh, family is buried there. So that was sort of like its claim to fame. Um but then people started telling me the stories of the weeping woman and their stories were a little different from what I found online. It was all like, Oh, don't be in the graveyard after dark. She moves. People take pictures of her hands in different positions. She it's basically it's, she's over the Jackson grave, but she is like, so imagine that you have like a headstone and now there's a statue of a woman with like an arm draped over it and she's sad and like crying. And people will be like, yeah, that arm moves. Like, she said to roam the cemetery at night. Like, it's all whatever. And I'm like, okay, that, I, you know, makes sense, I guess. It's a statue. And, and it's not really a woman that's, I, you know, I had a little trouble with the connection. Yeah, but whatever, I, nerds. Right. And I just remember it being like, cool, that's all right, neat, whatever. We're moving on. But then I looked it up to, to tell this story of, like, this crazy statue. And then I found some more details. Like, it's actually linked with luck so it's supposed to be you're supposed to touch it right and if you are you know pure of heart awesome things are going to happen to you if you touch it and you're not pure of heart or you're like you know i don't know some kind of mean person or have some kind of hidden agenda right then all kinds of like 
bad things are going to happen to you, like befall you. Like she's basically going to haunt you and stuff's going to happen because the legend has it that the reason why she gets up and moves around is because she's so distraught over the country being torn apart in the Civil War that she wanders the graveyard and weeps over the people who have died. Hopefully Be- she doesn't know what's happening now. <laughs> right. Girl. She's got she's a lot to cry about, right? <laughs> she's up during the daytime. She's like welcoming visitors. She can't handle it. there anymore. It's so much. Yeah. Um, I just thought that was really interesting where I was like, oh, I didn't I didn't know the touching thing. And now I'm kind of huh. super glad I didn't touch her. <laughs> I'm like, I, I you didn't had some know. shit you need to no, atone for. I was just like, OK, I guess it's a, I just looked up the picture of it and it's a little disturbing. Right. Like her face is disturbing the way they've carved it in there. Yep. Ugh. So I was like, all, all right. right. All right. Whatever. Um, I guess. Um, so then there's the. But I consider sort of the famous weird West Virginia story, which is about the Mothman, which I won't touch on too much because I know you guys have talked about it already. But for the most part, there are two theories about the Mothman. Um, one theory is that it was, you know, some kind of like alien forewarning of the bridge that collapsed right? Mm-hmm. because it stopped afterwards. Some people are like, yeah, no, it was like mutant beings because there was that like weapons compound that was all sort of decaying and everything over there. And there was like and it made these mutant creatures and that's what it was. And the bridge collapsing was just, you know, happened because it, you know, emanated some kind of massive, yeah. whatever you call that radial pulse or something. And it yeah. shattered the bridge. Like there's all this like really weird stuff. What I find the weirdest is that it took the city like a solid, like 30 years, 40 years to just then embrace it as like, this is it. Like we're, we have a festival. They have a moth. I was like, festival. now they're really they into a, it. They, they have, have a statue. statue. They've got a gift shop. West it, Virginia loves their statues. Crazy. That's they're what I'm crazy. picking up on. I'm like, they got a statue for everything. <laughs> Let's build a statue. <laughs> giant world giant teapot. Let's just a put it in bear. your front yard. Yeah. We're just going to make a fucking statue <laughs> for it. It was crazy. Um, but yeah, so I, I have been, I've been to a Mothman festival. I've seen all the stuff. Um, I did read the book. I found it really interesting. Um, I mean, a lot of it is talks about these phone calls that were made with this weird clicking sound mm. and like, there's nothing on the other end. Mm. And you know, it's all just like horror movie, spooky stuff. Mm. And then a bridge collapses at the end and it all stops. And it's like, and then a whole bunch of people die. It's all really weird. What's super weird is that the memorial for those people who died on the silver bridge their names are etched in bricks and then there's a plaque and the only people on the plaque are the politicians from the town who died. That's fucked up. Right? That's Everybody real else is fucked like up. a reaction in a brick. But but here's this plaque for the politicians that died. And I was like, okay, I guess. Like, I still don't know what that's about. But that's again, rude. it just falls in that whole category of weird. Like, what the heck is happening in this that's state? Rude. Like, this is all a little bit strange. So now I'm going to talk about some like genuinely strange things that I witnessed mm-hmm. there. Um, and basically, and I told you the story about Conley Hall, so that was at college. Yeah. What I didn't talk about is the woods behind the campus. So I mentioned that we're on the side of a mountain, right? And when you come to the edge of town before the campus starts, there's a, it looks like a tombstone, but it's not. It's like a city sign and it says Montgomery and it's all stone and etched and it's very cool. Um, and that starts the bottom of a trail, which goes up into the hills and i mean i'm not a fan of hiking at night ever (laughs) but 
when you have a roommate and you want to go somewhere and like hang out with your friends and not get caught drinking or smoking, you're going to go up into the woods. You're going to hike. Seems like a good idea. It's right behind the campus. You can see the lights. Like you're like, what in the world could possibly happen? It always seems like a good idea. Right. <laughs> Until you're there is. and the Blair right. Witch is never there is. and then you die. <laughs> with a large enough group of people, like it should be fine. It'll take a but little longer before the killer gets to right. you. So we all decide to head out and we're like, cool, we know where this trailhead starts. It's like behind the city marker. We start walking up a hill only to discover that that's not a town marker. It's a giant headstone that basically is identifying the head of like a plot of graves. Most of them like really damaged. A lot of them no longer marked, but it's clearly like a little overgrown set of graves. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, oh, not a, not the Party. city marker like a graveyard okay great um i kind of don't want to go up here anymore of course all my friends are like don't be stupid come up in the woods it's gonna be fine so we go up a little and i'm like i only want to go so far i want to go up kind of behind the football field and then that's like so where i can still see the football field and if i can scream somebody in high rise right there is gonna hear me like this is as far as i want to go mm. and my friends are like that's fine we'll do that and we go up there and um You know, I've talked about how, like, I get feelings. And some of it can be, like, circumstantial. I'm in the woods. I'm by myself. It's scary. You know, there's a cemetery. Cemetery. Now I'm, like, totally wigged out. It did not happen immediately. We had been up there, like, 30, 40 minutes. And I had particularly not been drinking very much because I was now legitimate freaked out. And so I was like, I don't really want to be, like, super drunk while my friends are drinking. And I just got this, like, amazing feeling of dread. Like, like just like, we have, we should go. Like, we should definitely leave. And I heard clicking. All it was was clicking. It wasn't like animal footprints. It wasn't like breathing of animals. Because, you know, sometimes you can hear, like, deers make that weird, like, little sound. Like, you know, nothing yeah. like that. It was straight up just clicking. Like, click, 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 click. Like, this weird snapping kind of like, like a tree branch. But like rhythmic almost and I'm like do you guys hear that and they're all like it's a tree it's the wind it's this and I'm like no I was like because the minute I start talking about it it would stop and I was just like I heard it and they're all like you drunk you're and I'm like it. you're drunk and I was like you I'm, go home, I'm you're not. drunk. And I was like I hear this sound and I was just like we we should go we should leave and of course my friends are like I don't know it's fine like it's no thing it's nothing and again I hear more clicking and I'm just like something is Something is up there. I don't know what it is. I don't want to know what it is. I just want to leave. And so, like, I left. And over the next couple of weeks, I started talking to people and kind of asking them about, like, back up there. And there were people who said even in the daytime, they would hear it behind them. And then they would turn around and there would be nothing. And it was a weird clicking, like, something. Like, I'm like the what? phone with the Mothman? Like, a little bit. The like, like some strange. And I was like, I don't even that. know. Like, I don't, I don't know what to say about that. I don't know what it was. But fast forward three years, I'm in Huntington, West Virginia. Now I'm in a different town. My friends live up this place called Fifth Street Road. It's kind of like it's sort of rural when you go off Fifth Street Road. And they lived up on the side of a hill. They had a big, like, side of mountain as their backyard. We put a fire pit close to the house. We're all hanging out back there. And I think it was me. And I'm out there with, I think Simon at the time might have been two or three. I'm out there with a kid. And it's like dusk. So not dark, but sun is setting. Oh, I know why. Because I think it was like a couple of their friends had gone back in for like beers and marshmallows and whatever. And Simon stops and he looks at me and he goes, what's that clicking? And I was like, what? And I listen and I didn't hear it. And he was like, oh, no, 
And he's like, okay. And then he like kind of does something else. And then he goes, I hear it again. And I'm like, I never heard it. But he starts talking about clicking. And I'm immediately thinking about being in the woods and clicking. I'm like, cool. You know what? I don't want to roast marshmallows. Like, I'm going to go in the house. Like, let's just go in the house. It's totally fine. Let's just go in there. I still to this day don't know what it is, what it was. I don't know if it was anything. I don't know if it was. But I do know that in the instance with Simon, that kid heard it and I didn't hear it. And I was like, and I just made the like association of like the last time I heard clicking was in the woods behind the football field. Like, let's just get the heck out of here. Like, I don't I don't need to know what that was. So, yeah, I was like, I don't know if ghosts click. I don't know what any of that is, but it was it was a little bit. That's weird. Do feel 60 minutes ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that sounds like an interesting story, introspective story. Do ghosts click? And other questions, yeah. I think, while pooping. <laughs> exactly. Like, do ghosts click with each other or are they loners? I guess Maybe. it depends. Um, do they wear the pants? Probably so not. That kind of brings me to um, getting gas and gas away, which is kind of, this is a gas um, away. It's a weird story without a ghost. Um, there's a town in West Virginia called Gasaway, and surprisingly, there's a gas station. <laughs> um, you can get to it off of 77, which is the highway that zigzags through the center of the state. And uh, I was road tripping a lot when I was in college after 1997 when I got my car because I had been trapped in the state for the previous five years. And I was like, cool, wheels, let's drive all the time. And my friend, Stephanie, um, and I... We decided to go, I think we were, we were either on the way to Northern Virginia or on the way to Virginia Beach. It was one of those two trips. And, of course, you know, like you do on a road trip, there's like partaking of all the things. And we're like, yay, road trip. And we're getting to the belly of West Virginia, what I consider like the big part where like the New River Valley is. And there's like a lot of rafting and stuff happens there. And that is where the majority of what they call the haulers are. And that's those little tiny towns full of people. It's all family, family, family. And they basically own the hauler up this hauler up that hauler. That's that part of West Virginia. And so my gas is low. And I'm like, we need to get gas. There's going to be an actual like for real, what do you call it? Uh, rest station kind of thing in about. 25 miles and I'm like I don't know that I can make it 25 miles I hit E I think we should pull out so we pull into Gasaway I should mention that my car at this time is the only car I've ever owned it was a purple deep purple Ford Escort wagon covered in Grateful Dead stickers giant like flowers I have a bumper sticker on the front that says mean people suck my license plate is like my license plate Mary Ange like it is clear that we are not from the hauler in this car and we pull out we pull over and we get into the gas station and I'm pumping at the station and Stephanie's like I should go to the bathroom Stephanie is a very cute like blonde haired curvy girl super sweet definitely from West Virginia um, from Summersville, actually, I think is where she was. Yeah. Just to be clear, it's not me. It's not it's this Stephanie, my other friend Stephanie. Um, she goes in to go to the bathroom. She comes immediately back out. And I'm thinking, all right, bathroom was gross, right? Who hasn't that happened to? And she was like, um, how much more gas do you need to get? And I was like, why? And she was just like, we need to go. And I'm like, okay, well, I got like, you know, it's, it's, I'm like halfway to, she's like, no, you don't understand. We should go. We should go right now. And I was like, oh, 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 okay. And I was like, uh, I guess I'll just stop. And, you know, and I put my card in. So it was going to get whatever it is. I basically got like a quarter of a tank of gas. I pulled the thing out. And I'm just like, what's happening? And she's like, um, there's something not right with those people. And I was like, 
you went in to ask for the bathroom. Like, what the hell happened in 30 seconds? And she was like, I went in and I asked for the bathroom and I'm here to tell you there's something not right with those people. And so I'm like trying to buckle up and she's like, can you hurry? Can you hurry? And I'm like, I'm working on it. Like, girl, give me a minute. And I'm like, I just got to screw the thing back in and get in the car and like buckle up. And the whole time she's staring out the window at them. And so as I'm getting ready to drive away, the last thing I do is turn around to look at what she's looking at. And I am not kidding you. Five dudes are all up against <gasps> the windows of the gas station, and they are just staring. Oh my god! At us, and I was like, "Okay, okay, yep, cool, cool, we're cool, we're going." And we drive, and we—I have never peeled out of a gas station so hard in my whole life. Just jumped on the interstate and drove. I mean, she's just like half hyperventilating, and she's like, "I asked where the bathroom was, and they wouldn't answer. They just..." stared and the one guy said y'all ain't from around here are you nope she said said that's when she turned around and was like thank you and she just left and was like we gotta go we gotta go we gotta go right now i was like holy cow and she said she only saw two guys when she went in and by the time i turned around i promise you there were five people there was like two in each in each of the front two front doors and there was like a window where there was another one and then there was like somebody in this like back window they were just staring and they were all guys and i was like all right like I don't know what was about to happen. I don't know if they were all like fresh jeans. I don't know. <laughs> like, I really don't know. And I hate having that assumption of being like, you know, because West Virginia mm-hmm. has that attitude of inbred crazy. I was like, did you hear a banjo in the background? I mean, seriously. Like, it was the only time where I've ever been legitimately like, oh, my God, we were about to be abducted for something nefarious. Like, I don't know. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, you guys. Right. So never, ever, ever get gas and gas away. <laughs> like, I'm just here. To, I, I promise you, you don't need gas bass and bad enough to stop and gas away West Virginia. Like you just, you just don't <laughs> like no matter what you don't. Um, yeah. So Ugh. that's, that's the last of my, my weird West Virginia stories. It's not a whole lot of ghosts. It's more of a, just like a WTF. I mean, like, Rose, you, do you live in West Virginia. WTF. Do you want to email us and talk about how fucking weird <laughs> did it is? Did you go to gas away? Did you make it out alive? Mary Angela did. She's here to tell the tale. <laughs> I mean, sort of. <laughs> she got a quarter of a tank and I mean I would like to say out. there's a lot of beauty in West Virginia and I met a lot of great it's people just not the in people, West Virginia though. like you know I did I have I'm still friends with a lot of really awesome people that I met met in West Virginia but there was definitely a lot of just super weird what the hell is going on in this state? This is so weird. Like if I had a nickel for every time I was like, well that was weird and that happened <laughs> like the entire 7 years I lived there I would be a super rich woman right now. But you could probably build your own statue. But, yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. That's what I picked up from this story. Yeah. West Virginia <laughs> loves their statues. So I'd ask if you have any questions, but I was like, oh, those are all pretty, pretty <sighs> cut and dry. Cut and dry tales of the weird West Virginia. Thanks for listening. Let me share my weird stories. It was seven crazy years of my life. I mean, I'm happy I spent them there, but... I haven't been back since 2000. Yeah, I was like, I happy I spent them there. I'm never going back. (laughs) I haven't been back since the state. Sorry. Well, yeah, if you had any West Virginia stories you want to share, if you've experienced any of the things Mary Angela's experienced, including the gas away, or if you've seen five dudes stare at you creepily from a gas station. If you were able to find the bathroom at the gas away (laughs) gas station, email us. Give us an email. If you want to reach out to us, of course, you can always do that by emailing us at deadtimestories, all one word with a Z, at gmail.com. And of course, we're Deadtime Stories on Instagram or on Facebook. 
Uh, if you are a fan of the show, you can always support us by doing a review. It's the most helpful thing you can do for us. Yes, please. Preferably five stars yes. on uh, iTunes, on Facebook. And if you take a screenshot and send it to us with your address, slide into our DMs or email us, we'll send you a sticker. Isn't that right, Gelmarie and Philip? Pausing should, for their yes. Yes, you have stickers now. God damn it. <laughs> they better have their stickers. They do. They've both been like, I got my sticker. Good. Really glad. Me too. Mm-hmm. Mary Angela, thank you so much for coming on. Mary Angela, thank, thank you for, you for having on. me. Yay. I was so excited to tell you about all the weird things in West Virginia. We love hearing about it. We're glad you made it out alive. <laughs> me too. I'm so glad you're here with us. You didn't get clicked to death yeah, and yeah. you didn't get murdered at a gas station. Nope. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, listeners. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I'm Sarah. I'm Stephanie. I'm Mary Angela. There and we this go. This has been Dead, Dead Time Stories. Thanks for listening. Dead Time Stories is hosted by Sarah Heddens and Stephanie C. Curtison. Music and editing by Eric Gershnow. Artwork by Rennie Slackman. 